You're listening to the Run Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. We talk sports because we know sports. Hi, how are you? Welcome to another episode of the Run Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holiday. I am Doc Holiday, and this is a solo. It's a solo show today. It's a solo show today as I talk about this Western Conference NBA playoff series, All NBA first, second, and third teams were announced. May talk a little football, but I've talked football. Ain't really nothing new for me to talk about as far as football is concerned. Except for the Washington Commanders buying some land in Virginia for a hundred million just to land a hundred mil. But speaking of a hundred mil, not quite a hundred mil, but 119. That's what the Dallas Mavericks put up on the Golden State Warriors in game four of their Western Conference Finals series in Dallas. And Dallas went into the ball, Golden State went into the ball game looking to and hopefully sweep the Dallas Mavericks three games to none. But Dallas said, no, bro, not today, not on this day, not in Dallas, facing all kinds of adversity, facing the threat of getting their ass swept out of the Western Conference Finals, losing four games to none. Dallas showed up in game four and showed Golden State that this ain't happening, boss. This ain't happening, boss. The Dallas Mavericks beating the Golden State Warriors 119 to 109 in game four in Dallas. Holding on for dear life to live to play another game, a game five, which will be in San Francisco. But Dallas, you don't want to get swept in the playoffs. You definitely don't. Definitely don't want to get swept in the conference finals. And the Dallas Mavericks played like they didn't want to get swept in the conference finals. Now, this could have went either way. Dallas could have came out understanding that the fact that no team in the history of the NBA has ever come back from a 3-0 deficit in the playoffs. I think teams are 146-0, something like that, with three games to nothing leads in playoff series. So Dallas could have came out and be like, you know what? Chances are we're not going to come back and win this series, man. Let's go ahead on, pack it in, go and get our uh, summer started, our uh, offseason started. But Dallas like, hell no. Hell no, bro. We ain't going out like that. They came out under head coach Jason Kidd. They came out behind superstar Luka Doncic. And they decided, like, nope, this ain't happening. This is not going. And they jumped on Golden State right off the tip. Even though Golden State can't, I mean, it didn't get ugly in the first quarter like some of these other games have been getting ugly in the first quarter. But it ended up getting ugly in the first half. And it looked like Dallas was going to run away with it, which they did. But Golden State really didn't come out with that dog, really didn't come out with their urgency. They, you, you can kind of tell they came out like, okay, we are three games and no, none. We'll play. If we win this game, cool. If not, it's all good. We can go back to the crib and hopefully do away with them then. 
But Dallas came out with that intensity. Golden State didn't really come out with that intensity. And you can tell because Golden State, as I said, they went 119 to 109. They hit a lot of threes, but they hit a lot of two-pointers as well. They was able to drive and get in the paint and get to the rack on Golden State and get easy shots. But it also helped when the ass wasn't missing too much of anything. That first half, Steph Curry been kind of playing like the great Steph Curry, like playing like he got something to prove. But in the first half, the Dallas Mavericks played like they had something to prove, and they did. But the numbers after the first half, Dallas was up 62 to 47. Steph Curry had 15 points in that first half. Luka Doncic. 13 points, nine rebounds, but just four of 14 shooting from the field. So he really wasn't shooting too well. And he didn't shoot, and he didn't shoot a good percentage for the game, which a lot of times Luka Doncic does not shoot good percentages for the game. But Jalen Brunson had 13 points in that first half. That's somebody else that they need to play well. But the Mavericks was up 62 to 47 at halftime. Then when they got ready to start the third quarter. The Dallas Mavericks, Mark Cuban, with all that money, Mark Cuban, and don't mind getting fined by the NBA because his players don't know how to sit down on the bench, which I ain't mad at them. I know those ticket holders that sit behind them probably ain't happy about it. But third quarter, getting ready to start, man, and, and, and it just started leaking all in the arena right by the Golden State Warriors bench. I mean, leaking tough. So the start of the third quarter was delayed. Was delayed about uh, 20, 25 minutes while they went up there and tried to pass that hole, get their water up off the court. And you see Mark Cuban sitting there just pissed off and upset. That's mad as I don't know what. But eventually, after the, after the, the delay, they got the roof fixed and stopped that water from really rushing down onto the court, but that didn't stop them threes from falling for, for, for the Dallas Mavericks because they, they kept it up. You might would have thought that they, they that a delay might would have affected them because they were playing and shooting so well, but hell no, it didn't do anything because all they did come out in the third quarter and score 39 points. Put up all kinds of points in that third quarter. Now, they went at the end of the third. They were up. This was the score at the end of the third quarter because this game was, was over with. Absolutely over with. It was 99 to 70 at the end of the third quarter. So the Mavericks put up 37 points in the third quarter. And it looked like the damn game was over. 99 to 70. Steve Kerr had put his starters on the bench put his reserves in there. The Mavericks, Jason Kidd, had put his reserves in there. Up 29 points, they're like, okay, this game is over with, man. Dallas, like, we didn't want it. Golden State was like, we didn't lost it. But what happened? Steve Kerr put those reserves in there, those fresh legs, that energy. He went to a zone. And those reserves for Golden State came 
damn near all the way back. They cut a 29-point deficit at the end of the third. They cut it to eight points with three minutes and 23 seconds left. So Steve Kerr, like, damn. Because I know Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, they thought they weren't going to play anymore. But hell no, when that league got cut, when those reserves came in, led by Kaminga, Mooney, Jordan Poole was in there. The way they were playing, they're like, oh, hell. Cut that lead, cut that deficit to eight with three minutes and 23 seconds left. Dallas had brought their starters back in. Then Steve Kerr said, ooh, Steph Curry, get your ass back in there. Clay Thompson, get back in there. Let's try to make a run. But as soon as they came in there, Dallas started hitting shots again. They started hitting shots again. And it was a hell of an effort by, by those Golden State Warriors reserves to come out there and play so hard the way they did and to come back the way they did. And a lot of them showed why they NBA basketball players. And that's one thing about Steve Kerr. He likes to play his, his entire damn bench. But they almost came all the way back. They almost made it interesting because I was like, damn, another blowout? Another damn blowout, man? This is getting ridiculous. But when they cut that deficit to eight, that was it because Dallas was able to hold on. Luka Doncic, he was back out there, hit some more big shots. And for the game, Luka Doncic finished with 30 points, 14 rebounds, nine assists. He was just one assist shy of a triple-double doing what he does. But once again, I mean, Luka Doncic still doesn't, he doesn't be, he doesn't be shooting a high percentage from the field, though. He only went 10 of 26 from the field. Only hit three of 11 three-pointers. That's not a very good shooting percentage. But still 30 points, 14 boards, nine assists. But he had some help this time. When they lost game three, he ain't really had no help from cats he needed to have some help from. He had some help in game four, though. Those guys, those cats stepped up. Dorian Finney-Smith finished with 23 points, four of seven from three-point range. And he's athletic. He'll yam on your ass. His game has really, really improved. And he's really, really a threat when he's out there because he can be, he's a double threat. Big body defender, athletic, and he hits shots. So Dorian Finney-Smith, 23 points for him. Reggie Bullock, who didn't miss all his damn shots in game three, came out and hooped out. 23 points. Now, 18 points for Reggie Bullock. 18 points for Reggie Bullock and all of his, all of his shots. Every shot he took was, was from behind the three-point arc. He won six of 10 from three. That's what 18 points come in because six times three is 18. 18 points for him. Jalen Brunson, 15 points for him, the point guard. And Maxi Kleber came off the bench and gave him 13 points and seven rebounds. So Luka didn't have to do it all, even though a lot of times he'd still be trying to do it all. But he, he didn't have to do it all in game four, and he got some help from some guys he needed some help from. Because you ain't gonna beat the, you're not going to beat the Golden State Warriors being a one-man show. And if Luka is Michael Jackson, no, if Luca is, if Luca is Ralph Tresman with New Edition, he got Johnny Gill to add. He he, got, he had Johnny Gill to add to uh, the New Edition. 
with the rest of those cats. Steph Curry came out aggressive, finished with just 20 points, though. Klay Thompson still not shooting well either. Another off-shooting night for him. He had 12 points. Andrew Wiggins, 13 points. Draymond Green, 10 points. Jordan Poole, 14 points. But the fact of the matter is they could not overcome the fact that Dallas was just, I don't even want to say fire hot because it's such a damn cliche, but they were fire hot from behind the three-point arc. They hit 23s, 20 or 43 from behind the three-point arc. But not only that, as I said, they was able to get into the paint, get to the rack, get easy shots. They hit a lot of two-pointers. They hit a lot of three-pointers, too. But they hit a lot of two-pointers, too. They go 20 of 43 from behind the three-point arc. That's 46%. While the Warriors just go 10 of 28 for 35%. But Dallas, Jason Kidd, like, we, hey, we're going to shoot them threes now. And Steve Kerr, like, well, Dallas going to shoot them threes. We just play hard. If they shoot them threes and hit them and we lose, it is what it is. In game four, it is what it was. Because Dallas shot them threes and Dallas hit them threes. And they felt forced a game five. They are able to hold on to their pride and not get swept. But if they don't want to, if they want to try to prevent losing four games to one. They're going to need Dorian Finney-Smith and Reggie Bullock to play just like they played in game four. Maxi Kleber to play just like they played in Dallas. They're going to need to have to take that to San Francisco with them. Because it ain't no doubt in my mind Golden State trying to shut their ass out in San Francisco. Just like when the Grizzlies was up 55 on them and beat them by like 39, then they went back to San Francisco and won. Because they, they like, man, we weren't trying to get back on the plane and, and, and uh, come back to Memphis. I'm pretty sure they're they not going to want to go back to Dallas. And I expect them to close the Dallas Mavericks out in game five, but I figured that, that Dallas was going to win game four. Ain't no doubt about that. And they did. And at the same time, as much credit as I want to give Dallas, Golden State still didn't play with that intensity. They play like, ah, we'll play, man. If, if we win, we win. If not, okay, cool. And you, I mean, they're champions. Can't really, you can't really doubt their approach to the game. They have confidence that they can shut them out. But I'm pretty sure they had confidence a couple of years ago when they had LeBron James them down three games to one in the finals and lost. Now, Dallas ain't got no LeBron, but they got a Luka Doncic. And anything can happen. And then game four, the things, the any that happened was Dallas hitting 23s. Was Dallas coming out aggressive? Was Dallas getting a lot of help from all their players that they needed help from? And they got the dub. They got the dub, 119 to 109. So now we go to game five in San Francisco. Well, once again, well, I'm pretty sure Golden State want to try to close them out so they can stay at the crib and rest while Boston and Miami fight on the east side. But got to give it to Dallas. They came out knowing they needed to win, and they won. 
They came out knowing they need knowing they need to come out and play like some dogs, and they did. They came out knowing that if they don't punch Golden State and punch them early and punch them often, they was gonna get their ass swept. But they punched them early and they punched them off. And shout out once again to Reggie Bullock. The way he struggled in game three to come out and stroke that thing like he was stroking it. Salute to you, man. Dorian Finney-Smith as well. To see them bounce back like that. But that's what you expect. They're starters. They're NBA players. They're NBA starters. So you expect them to play like that. You expect them to bounce back like that. But Luka Doncic, I'm still going to salute to 30 points, 14 rebounds, and nine assists. But once again, took 26 shots and missed 16 of them. Took 11 threes and missed eight of them. That's just not that impressive to me. But he's an impressive player. But he'd he be overconfident sometimes because some, some of his shot selection be like, bro, what the hell are you doing? He shot one for, from the damn logo damn there, and it was such a hard brick. But he's still a tough guard. He's a tough guard. And Dallas was a tough guard from behind the three-point arc and everywhere else on Tuesday night. And they got that W, 119-109. So – the Warriors lead that series three games to one as it shifts to San Francisco. Now, the Warriors and Dallas Mavericks. Of course, you know, two teams in the Western Conference Finals. You expect them have some players on the all-NBA teams, which were announced on Tuesday. And Luka Doncic, the Dallas Mavericks, young superstar, young bull, made the first team. Luka Doncic made the first team. But when I'm looking at the first team, it's, mm, I say, uh, I just say it's, it's interesting. All NBA first team, first team. Nikola Jokic from the Nuggets. Giannis Antetokounmpo from the Milwaukee Bucks. Luka Doncic from the Dallas Mavericks, who we just talked about. Devin Booker from the Phoenix Suns and Jason Tatum from the Boston Celtics. Now, Jason Tatum has the Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. Luka Doncic has the Dallas Mavericks in the Western Conference Finals. Now, every name I just named on there, great players. First team, Nikola Jokic, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Luka Doncic, Devin Booker, Jason Tatum, but that's one name that should be on that first team. And perplexingly, it's it's not. That's Joel Embiid, Philadelphia 76ers center, who led the league in scoring, who led his team to the playoffs, a team that was kind of in disarray. He's on the second team. He was an MVP finalist, MVP finalist, and many people think he should have been, the, is the MVP. But that went to Jokic. But Joel Embiid is on the second team, along with the Grizzlies, John Morant, Steph Curry, Stephen Curry, Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant, and DeMar DeRozan. Now, I ain't going to even lie to you. Joel Embiid should be on that first team. I will put Joel Embiid on that first team, and Devin Booker would have to come off that first team. I will put John Morant. 
Well, if I put John Moran on the first team, I don't know if I can really take Luca off there. I've already taken Devin Booker off there. But Joel Embiid deserves to be on that first team. He deserves to be on that first team. And I have no idea why he's not on the first team. I don't know why Joel Embiid seems to be underappreciated. Because, as I say, he should have been an NBA MVP this season. But he wasn't. Despite the fact leading the league in scoring. Top five in rebound. Leading his team to the second round of the playoffs. Hooping and still playing with a broke face and a broke thumb. And a concussion. Dealing with a huge midseason trade. He's on the second team. All NBA third team, Carl Anthony Towns, LeBron James. That's just strange to see LeBron James' name on third team. LeBron probably, LeBron probably like, man, it'd be best how y'all just left my name off of it all together. But he's on the third team with Carl Anthony Towns, Chris Paul, Trey Young, Pascal Siakam. I don't have a problem with that third team, but I damn sure have a problem with that first team. I'll actually take the second team to beat the first team. And the best, best out of seven, I'll take that second team to beat the first team four games to one in the best out of seven. I would. Why? Because all the rest of those dudes on here, on the All-NBA first team, all of them are ball dominant, except for Jason Tatum. Devin Booker wants to rock. He's going to shoot it. Luka Doncic, he's going to dribble, 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 shoot. Giannis Antetokounmpo, he gets it, and everybody just moves out of his way, so he got to have a rock. Nikola Jokic, too. But on the second team, John Morant, he got some unselfishness. Steph Curry has some unselfishness as well. Kevin Durant does as well. Yeah, I take that second team to beat that first team four games, one in the best of seven. But that's the All-NBA first team, second team, third team. And as I said, I don't have any problems with the third team. Carl Anthony Towns, LeBron James. It's just still strange, though. LeBron James, third team, all NBA. But do I put him on the second team? If I do, who I take off the second team? Because DeMar DeRozan was hooping. Kevin Durant was hooping. John Morant was hooping. Stephen Curry was hooping. We know Joel Embiid was hooping. But boy, oh boy. That's how I feel about the all NBA teams that were announced. It's just a head scratcher that Joel Embiid is not on their first team. And I know if his feelings was hurt, he was mad about not winning the NBA MVP. He's really tripping now. But you're still rich, man. You're playing in the NBA. You're playing a sport, that, you know, getting paid well to play a sport. So keep it all in perspective. Keep it all in perspective. But anyway, that's going to do it. For another episode of the Ron Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. I am Doc Holliday and I talk sports because I know sports mouth. <laughs>